0: This is episode 612. 14 is 614. 14. 14 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, April 12th. That's where the 12 comes in. 2019. That's where the 19 comes in. And you might be asking yourself, I didn't even know there was a 19 in play. Well, now you do. I'm your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I'll be talking about where the bees make honey. And no, I'm not talking about the honeycomb. Is that where they make the honey? Or do they make it... No, that's where they make it. Because then they get the pollen from the flowers or whatever. And they turn that into honey. I don't know how bees work. This game, called Where the Bees Make Honey, has nothing to do with actual bees making honey. You collect some honeycombs. Are they what they call? Like the cereal, the little things. Not the the full... What is it? The beehive. That's where they make the honey, right? And the honeycombs are where they store the honey or that's where they is that where they craft the honey i don't know any of this shit it doesn't matter for anything other than me just vamping for no reason in addition to bees making honey i'll also be talking about more apex legends because of course i i'm going to talk about that uh i'm still playing through turok which is it's all right it's got some issues some really cheap things that I'll, i'll bring up in that episode of Attack the Backlog, which is not the the next one, but an upcoming one, and then outside of what I've been playing, uh, the the <laughs> the Star Wars celebration is happening, apparently here in Chicago, which is where I live, if you don't already know. And and today it's been a very windy city, ridiculously windy city, a pain in the ass of a windy city. As uh, but uh, the the trailer for Star Wars Episode Nine came out. The teaser, which is, I don't know how why you would call it a teaser. It's a full-length trailer that shows plenty, but I guess not enough plot points to be considered an actual trailer. Uh, and the the ninth Star Wars movie is called Rise the Rise of Skywalker, which I hate. I think it is a terrible name, but whatever. That's fine. Uh, I'm gonna start with the games like I usually do, and I'll get to the Star Wars crap after that. Uh, So, Where the Bees Make Honey is a game. It's a different type of game. It's not a good game. And when I say it's not a good game, I mean it's a real piece of shit. And... I don't like saying this, especially since it is a game made by one person or mostly by one person. It's at least not entirely made by one person because there is voice work in the game that is not the voice of the creator, whose name is Brian Wilson. So when I launched the game and saw a game by Brian Wilson, I thought to myself, huh, so he's, he's making games now. That's, that's interesting. I wonder what kind of games he's making. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then I can't help you. You're just too young, I guess, to, to know who I'm talking about. But uh, God knows who I'm talking about. I, I think God would like to say that God only knows who I'm talking about. But since I also know that it can't be true because that means I know and God knows. So God can't possibly only know. But I think God likes to think God only knows. And, of course, God only refers to uh, themselves as God in the third person. So they're like, yep, God loves oatmeal because who doesn't? How can you trust a God who doesn't love oatmeal? Anyone who doesn't love oatmeal is a monster. You know who doesn't love oatmeal? Donald Trump. I guarantee he doesn't love oatmeal because it's too much work. You got to put the stuff in there and then you got to heat it up. uh Uh-uh. Too much work. <laughs> what am I talking about? Where the Bees Make Honey. So, Where the Bees Make Honey is a short game, I assume. I played it for about 35 minutes before it drove me so absolutely insane that I just could not stand playing it anymore. And it is a game where you play as a young woman who is stuck in a dead-end job it seems it's kind of in a rut and is a little frustrated or what have you and then you're going through memories I guess and what have you of her life that are channeled through different types of gameplay and genres from platforming to driving to puzzle games it's just there's a lot going on in it And with so much uh, in the game and so many different ways to play it, it shouldn't be a surprise that it doesn't come together. Uh, The sum of all the parts isn't good, and the parts aren't good. The only part of the game that I like from what I've experienced in my 35 or so minutes with it it, are, are the isometric puzzles, which are... Sprinkled sort of in between the meteor uh, sections, and these are just little isometric sort of diorama sets that you can rotate and when you rotate them, uh, things will change in the environment you'll be able to cross a bridge when you rotate it at a certain angle or a ladder will show up on one side or the other depending on which uh, the way you're looking at it and in these areas you're just trying to collect a few honeycombs. I like those. They look nice, they're the best looking part of the game, they're the best playing part of the game, and if the game was just that, it'd be way more interesting. Or It wouldn't be way more interesting, it would just be better, because trying to make a game with a bunch of different genres and playstyles is more interesting than a game that is just one thing over and over again. So, it is at least more interesting the way it's structured, but Everything else other than that is an absolute disaster. You start up the game in first person in your office. And you get up. There's a phone ringing. You find the phone. The person is telling you they need this, this, and this. You need a red stapler, a calculator, and a notebook. So then you go and collect two of the items. And then the power goes out. And then you have to uh, turn the power back on. So you go down a flight of stairs three flights of stairs or four to get in the basement. Cause you're on the fourth floor. Then you turn the power back on. And then when you get back up to your office, you go back up those, uh, those stairs, you open the door to your office space and you're in a different type of world. And then it transitions to a side scrolling platformer, which has a very weak ass jump, a jump that is like, I don't know, four inches off the ground. You can climb off, uh, climb up small obstacles, but the jump is garbage. But whatever. That part of the game isn't fun, but it is easy enough that you can just get through it without any kind of issue. Then you keep playing. You get some of these diorama bits. Uh, there are the, these continued platformer-esque things that change it to an isometric e-view and then at some point, you take over and control a, a rabbit. A little bunny. And you're moving through this environment, jumping around. And this is where it really starts to take a nosedive into the shitty shitsville of shitterson, Shintucky. Uh, because the way the rabbit feels to move is like moving a bowling ball through a desert like like pushing a a bowling ball through uh sand and it it just feels terrible it doesn't feel natural there's a weird sense of momentum uh if you're trying to jump from one ledge to another you have to pre-jump pretty early on or you will just fall right off which is annoying but also like the way you back up (laughs) it's it's like uh, i'm trying to think of a better analogy than a bowling ball in sand it's it's sort of like backing up when you're on a bicycle and you're just doing it very slowly instead of getting off completely you're just moving one step at a time and it you move very slowly and it just doesn't feel that it doesn't feel natural it doesn't look all that great and there are parts of it are, that are just frustrating and i had me redoing these jumps that were really pissing me off and while you're doing this you're hearing about Some story, some memory where you got lost and your mother couldn't find you, I guess. Which doesn't translate to the bunny at all, but okay, whatever. Then a little later, you get to a part where you're driving a truck. And this is the the point where I just couldn't take any more of it. Because the truck feels like shit. You move it sort of halo s with the, the analog stick as opposed to using triggers for gas and all that. And I'm just following this path, and it's fine. You hit the smallest of pebbles, and your car just flips like crazy. And it'll keep flipping and flipping. And if it lands on its top or whatever, eventually it'll respawn, which is nice. I thought it might be stuck forever. Another thing about when I was with the bunny, I got stuck in a corner for like a minute and had to just slowly, I had to keep pushing in like one direction, uh... Now I'm thinking about the van, uh, but I was just pushing in this one direction for about a minute until they slowly nudged their way back into the, the, I don't know, position where they could be moved backward, which was just annoying as shit. Um, but this, this bit with the truck, I, I followed the path and got to the end area where that had these three honeycombs around hills in a sandy area. But I kept missing these things because I would hit the jump and then the truck would just turn to the right or turn to the left and miss this honeycomb. Or it would be in such a a, a place that it was hard to build up momentum because if I back up too far and I'm going down a hill, then the truck just tumbles when I'm going down this hill and starts spinning out of control so I can't move at a very fast pace and, and get a good enough jump to get these honeycombs. And after trying to get them for like, five, maybe even 10 minutes, I close the game. I quit it out and I have no desire to ever go back to it. I I might because it gave me like 400 achievements. So I'm not against getting my, my easy achievements. Uh, But I don't know if I can deal with the frustration that, that Metagal game could be frustrating and was frustrating. But it was super easy in, in the grand scheme of things. This is just broken and buggy. You can see the you know, the, the environment being drawn in uh, as, as you're moving through it. You can see through the geometry. It's just it's just a mess and a bit of a bummer because I looked at it and conceptually I'm all for trying different things, being experimental. Uh, wanting to tell a story and a narrative in an interesting way with varying play styles and all that. I, I think the idea behind it is cool. And, and like I said, those diorama puzzles are simple, but they're nice. They're nice to look at and they're simple enough, but not so simple that's like walking from left to right. Like there's still some thought that goes into them. So those are enjoyable, but. They are not the majority of the games, So it doesn't matter. Uh, But again, that's Where the Bees Make Honey. Which I think is on everything. I'm playing on Xbox One. Uh, And of course, if you can't already tell, I do not recommend it. Even if you're a fan of interesting different things. And like seeing games, playing games that are a bit different and unique. It's still not worth it. Because it's a mess. And I have no confidence in it ever not being a mess because it would take more than just fixing a few bugs here and there Uh, so yeah that's where the bees make honey and according to this game they make it in hell because this game is a nightmare to play a nightmare Apex Legends I played it more which is no surprise I won a game yesterday while playing while eating my oatmeal and I won a game this morning while eating my oatmeal so, Oatmeal is bringing me good luck. And I had my best game ever while eating my Oatmeal, which is ridiculous, and I don't know how to feel about that. But in the game I won yesterday with my Oatmeal, I was playing as Octane, who I seem to do pretty well with, despite not even using his powers that often. Uh, both of the, the sprinting, like, I don't think I ever used any abilities during the, the match I won. I just happened to have picked him and had a good round. And in that round, I had nine kills and the last two kills. And I just felt I felt really good playing that round. Um, it, it was very satisfying. And it's one of the few times where I did well enough in the previous game to be the champion going into the next game, which is always fun. I've had that happen a few times. But I'm still in love with the game. I think... I I should definitely be past 50 overall wins at this point I wish the game tracked wins overall and not just wins with a full team because that doesn't help me because there are plenty of times where I've had a down teammate so I don't know how many wins total I have um, but hopefully in a future update they'll add that stat in addition to other stats which would be really nice but Apex Legends continues to be great I think I'm at like 66 with the battle pass. So still making good progress there. The funny thing is, I'm thinking about how into this I I am. And how it's kept me from other games that have ongoing events and whatnot. But not just because of that. Uh, It's easy thinking about uh, these types of games. And when you fall off for any reason, or you just miss something on accident. How easy it is after that point to just not return to the game even though you could keep getting rewards and what have you despite missing that one not so special reward or maybe it was special who knows but i was thinking about a few days ago hitman 2 and how i haven't played it in weeks and part of it is that in my free time when not playing a game i i get a a copy of a code for or or playing something for attack the backlog etc or you know when I'm working and all that, I'm not playing these games. But, uh, I, I haven't gone back because after missing that one elusive target, I lost so much desire to stick with it because having that gap in my elusive target list really bothered me. And since then, I just haven't had the drive to go back to Hitman 2, which sucks because I love Hitman 2, but... The way they handle those elusive targets, I think I I, I get the the reason behind it. It's so you do keep coming back again, you know, every week or two uh, for that particular event. But when I look at it, to me, what would make it work better? Of course, this would make it work better for me, and maybe not overall for players and, and keeping them active and all that. But I, I wish the way the elusive targets worked is that one, I think, because sometimes they do change things up to some degree, not always that significantly, but I wish you could just play those missions over and over and over again as much as you want, but just have the the one initial playthrough that, uh, that goes into your rewards and the the little leaderboards and all that jazz, but then after that you can just play through it, Uh, because like the first elusive target with Sean Bean, they changed things up and they added this new character modeled after this actor that we know, and the the setup and the scenario was a bit different. I wish I could go through that and play it again and just see what else I could do with it, but I can't because it's an elusive target and it's only there that one time. So stuff like that is frustrating, but. The way I really wish elusive targets worked is that when elusive targets showed up, they just be there in the elusive target list and you could tackle them whenever you want. You could tackle them in a month, three months, a year later, whatever. You just get that one chance to go after them and, and be on the leaderboard and, and get the rewards associated with them and all that jazz. But it's not relegated to like a specific time frame uh, like a, a week or whatever it is because once i miss one i just i, I lose all interest in, in everything else um so yeah just thinking about hitman too and how i i miss it but because of that I, i'm not as enthusiastic about returning to it even though i, I love the game it was one of my favorite games of last year yeah you know, it' probably end up being one of my favorite games of the generation but it just the, the, that' just it's just it just hurts so much anywho moving on to star Wars celebration and all of that jazz so the rise of Skywalker episode nine uh the teaser was solid got me as hyped as I can be for anything which isn't that much like I'm not Somebody gets super excited about anything. I'm, I'm more excited about the Batman vs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that is coming out on 4K UHD in like a month or something. I can't wait to see that nonsense. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Um, but, looks good. I think the beginning bit with Rey taking on whatever kind of ship that was was cool to look at, but stupid when you think about it it just like that ship has guns right why isn't it shooting at her i don't get it it just is planning to run her over and just what is this whole point why are they having this showdown like like a quick draw what is it i don't understand it it doesn't make any sense why is the ship just waiting just blast her out of there and be done with her what are you doing uh there's a, a, a cool bit with, why can't I remember his name now? Do-do-do, Adam Driver. Now I'm blanking on Adam Driver's character's name, and it's bothering me. And I'm thinking Brian, but that's because of Brian Wilson who made that shit game I talked about. And it's, it's destroying me. It is destroying me. And now I'm thinking of dart I'm thinking of the character from Kotor. I hate everything. Um but there's a cool bit with him fighting where it's just like I I like his fighting style. I think he's the best character in the Star Wars series and I can't remember his name. And it hurts so much. I remember Ray and Finn and Rose and Leia and Luke. Also if you watch the trailer, is that Luke laughing at the end? Because that shit sounded maniacal as fuck. That did not sound like a hero's laugh. That sounded like an evil ass laugh. It's like, <laughs> it like he's channeling the Joker but through Luke. It's just weird. I didn't get that. We also saw Lando. Belidia Williams back as Lando. And holy shit, he is old. I didn't realize he was that old. He looks really old and kind of bloated. And I don't think I've seen him in anything since Undercover Brother. So it's been a while since I've seen Sir Billy D. Williams. I'm sure he's not a sir. sirs that's what you call someone who's been knighted, right? It'd be weird if he was knighted. Would it be weird? I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't. But yeah. Star Wars. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm going to not function anymore unless I remember the name of that character. I'm thinking of all these stupid names that don't belong in Star Wars. Yeah, it's Bobby. <laughs> the big old bad Bobby. Oh, Bobby. Oh, God. Adam Driver is not Darth anything. He is got a really nice head of hair. And he is a solo Ben. Ben. Kylo Ren. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That was terrible. I love Kylo Ren, though. And he looked pretty cool in the trailer. So, I'm in, I'm, into that. Yeah, whatever. And then I guess they talked about the Disney streaming service, which I think is going to be 7 or $8 a month. And it's going to have every episode of The Simpsons and other stuff. It's fine. I, it's not something that I'll... I don't know if they've said everything if it if it's going to include all of the classic shorts or a lot of the classic shorts from the twenties and and so on, I'm like, yes, then I will subscribe for a little bit to watch all those, but i don't I don't know i I'm, I have enough subscriptions, most of which I don't use. I just have so my father can watch them, like Netflix, don't use it, Hulu don't really use it. Amazon, I don't really use it for the video or anything. I just have Prime because it's Prime. I wish I could get Prime without the video, but then I would still get the video because my dad watches shit on Prime, so whatever. And, you know, I have my anime subscriptions, which are all fairly cheap, and I have some on, like, annual plans that make it even cheaper. So that's no big deal in the grand scheme of things. Ah, uh, yeah. Other than that, I don't know. I don't think anything else happened. Uh, I am watching Game of Thrones. Like I said, I'm through the first two seasons. I just started season three. It's... Uh, I forgot how brief the bit with Arya and... Uh, not Tenya. Tywin. Uh, how, how brief their interactions were but the interactions they do have together are so good I love them so much I am now in the part where Jamie and Brienne are together Uh, he just got or they just got not caught or would you call it caught by the one group who is part of the group that will end up chopping off his hand Um, I'm I'm sure I'm pretty sure Uh, so I'm I'm Enjoying them together. Like I did when I originally watched it. And yeah. I'm, I'm way into it. I don't know what to say. I wasn't going to do it. And then I just started doing it. And now I'm, I'm doing it. So that's a thing. And I should be able to get through it pretty quick. Since I'm all caught up with my movies. I don't have a movie backlog anymore. My TV backlog is one that I just don't care enough about to to go and watch like i could be watching true detective instead or, or so many other shows that i haven't watched this oa thing that i keep hearing about whatever um but no, i'm just watching game of thrones again so far the anime season isn't full of a whole bunch of series that i care that much about i haven't checked to see the new things that have been added either i'm sure one punch man has probably started at this point but i haven't actually gonna check. I don't know where the hell that's streaming. If it's another if it's on Hulu again, that's just fucking weird. But uh Yeah. Game of Thrones is good. I still don't know why anyone likes to Ten- Denarius, whatever, the dragon, the mother of dragons. She's a shit character. Which isn't me saying she's a poorly written character or a bad character. She's just she's just a fucking idiot. If she didn't like the amount of times Already that she's been saved by this person or that person when she would have died or done something stupid otherwise is ridiculous. She's not smart. She's not a great leader or anything. She's fucking garbage. I, I, is the reason why people like her so much is just the fact that she has dragons? Is that why? And for those with penises who can't help themselves, is because they find her attractive? Like, I, I don't understand why she is so beloved in in the Game of Thrones community. She's a shit character. Brienne destroys her in every way. Arya destroys her in every like she's such trash. The one the other one who's like pretty and and marries Joffrey and then has the cool mother grandmother, she's better. I I can't, I don't know if there's a worse character. I mean, Sansa is a child. And apparently she's gotten better, I don't know. The wildling that Jon Snow marries, do they get married? Or do they just have sex? Or does having sex equal marriage in their community? I don't know. She's better. The wildling with the cripple, she's better. I just hate the Mother of Dragons. And I don't understand why people like her. You know? uh, You know. You know. Yeah. She's stupid. (laughs) Anywho, that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. I also watched Used Cars, which is a movie with Kurt Russell and another guy who I know, but I don't know his name. You would know him if he saw him. Uh, which was a fun movie it wasn't amazing or anything but it's a decent comedy with a lot of energy that in a way kind of reminded me of the type of energy in the blues brothers though i don't i don't like the blues brothers maybe i'd rewatch it and i would like it but i think i watched half of it again recently and i didn't like any of it other than the bit with the nun where they keep swearing and she's smacking them not that amused me, but outside of that, I don't remember caring all that much about it. But uh, yeah, that will really do it for this year episode of the Pixelated Sausage podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Mark Ruznes. Y'all can find me on Twitter and everywhere at PX Sausage. That's right, I changed my name on PSN to PX Sausage this morning. Will some games not work, or will I lose progress? Maybe. Do I care? No, I do not. I think the only one that is of any real concern is Wipeout. If I lose my progress or whatever, I don't care. I'm good. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, good news. And, yeah, that's making me think of Xbox Live, and they're having their spring sale. So they have a lot of things on sale. If you want to check it out, you can go to their website or whatever. And you get a link to it. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you where to go. But there are a lot of things on sale. Some things that are tempting. Not too much stuff, in part because my backlog is huge. I've been extra busy as of late and haven't had as much time to play. And when I do, like it's for these attack the backlog things or just Apex to relax. So even though I already have a huge backlog and I'm no stranger to adding to it. I don't feel as compelled to add to it right now. But Metro Exodus is very tempting, but I could get it physically for significantly cheaper if I'm that tempted. And since it's a single-player game, having it uh, the cross-purchase thing that I share with my dad wouldn't be... I mean, single-player things are fine because he can play it by himself, but no way in hell is he playing Metro Exodus. Crackdown 3 is already 30 bucks, which is crazy, but not that surprising. Forza Horizon 4 hasn't even hit 30 bucks yet; it keeps dropping down to I, 36. Might be the cheapest, or it might have been 36 before, but that's how much that is, which I wouldn't mind getting when it's. I'll probably wait until it is 30 because I'm in no rush to have it digitally. Uh, but at some point, I wouldn't mind having it digitally. What else stood out in the sale? It's not supposed to be good, but the anime dickhole in me is kind of tempted by Jump Force for 36 bucks. I I feel like that is more likely than me getting Metro Exodus because it's cheaper and I want to see it. But there's also a My Hero Academia, I guess Fighter, that looks like it's not terrible. 30 and i love my hero academia so that's super super tempting i was hoping maybe the one piece game would be on sale already it of course is not resident evil 2 was 40 bucks last week i don't even know it was just for the entire week or a day or something but i saw it was on sale i'm like what i didn't know this was on sale Uh, it doesn't matter now for you listening and there's some other things some interesting indie games and what have you that are there that Are kind of tempting. I can't remember the names of them, but there's one that I did. I think it's called Yonder Colon Something. But I remember seeing that game in a. It might have been one of the Switch Nindies that looks really, really nice. It it has the same kind of cel shaded aesthetic that Borderlands has, but I think it looks much cleaner and sharper, and has more personality. And I'm not sure what it, it is. If it's just like an open world. Game akin to like a Morrowind an Elder Scrolls game, but just much more confined. I, I don't know, but it looks really nice, and there are these like slime-looking creatures in it too. But I really, really dig the look of it, and that's on sale for some amount of money. Then, with, like part of the weekly sale is this other game that looks pretty interesting that I can't remember the name of at all, but just. Go check. They're like four hundred and something things on sale. That includes DLC and coins and that and the like. So there aren't four hundred games on sale. Uh, another thing that stood out that I'll probably pick up because it's a good price and it's too old game. Like, why not? I already have almost every other Lego game, but the Lego Harry Potter collection is sixteen bucks, and I already own it you should already own it if you don't already own it titanfall 2 ultimate edition four dollars and fifty cents one of the best single player first person shooter campaigns i've played probably ever definitely in a very long time but i i would guess when i look at it it's in the all time thing top 10 what would i put in there deus ex of course i'd probably put invisible war in there too i love invisible war i don't care what anyone says it may not be as amazing as the first game, but it is a very, very strong game. Bioshock. Duh, duh, duh. I can't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'd put a Call of Duty. Everyone loves Call of Duty 4, and the campaign was good, but I don't know. Half-Life 2. Eh, episode 2, maybe. I don't know. This is a conversation for another day when I actually think about it and don't just come up with it off the top of my head for no no, no, love. Again, this is the end of the show, right? So I should be doing that. Once again, Marcus Nez, everywhere, Twitter, PX Sausage site is, of course, sausage.com where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show, and Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelatedsausage and check them both out there along with some honorary reviews if you so choose and if you'd like to check out the art i make you can go over to pxsart.com and check it all out over there if you see something you like click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy and if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do please go over to patreon.com pxs and support us that way As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and an absolutely lovely weekend. Bye!